daydreaming about dragons. We're back. Let's do this. I want to talk about something that happens in gaming a lot uh, and how to deal with it. And that is when a game gets canceled. And, 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 and even more than that, when you're going through a period of your life where you can't game, where you just, it's just not in the cards for you. When I was in Japan, when I was abroad for a year, I did not game for a year. It was the longest amount of time that I did not play a role-playing game probably since I'm 12 years old. And I, I you know, I just dealt with it. I, you know, I, 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 was, I was abroad. Uh, I was in Tokyo, which is a city that is so overwhelmingly... Uh, it's just all the senses are overwhelmed all the time. So it, I didn't miss it necessarily, but I missed it, you know? And the funny thing is, is if I had gone to a gaming club that was nearby, uh, I could have met some people who I ended up meeting through online stuff years earlier. So, hey, Andy, if you're listening, I'm thinking about you. Anyway, long, let's talk, let's talk a bit about not gaming. Okay, first of all, short term. It's just a weird thing. It's the holidays. The flu's going around. Whatever it is, game gets all your games get canceled for the week. What can you do? Well, here's some things. Uh, here's some ideas. Do a little bit of work on the game if you really miss it. You know, uh, maybe stat up an NPC. Maybe look up a rule that 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 you weren't sure of last game or that you know is going to come up in the, in, in the upcoming game. Maybe describe an NPC. Just write down a description of them. Describe a, a part of a setting that you think is coming up. And, and when you do that, it just has to be a sentence, right? Because that's really all you're going to use. Matter of fact, it doesn't even have to be a sentence. It can just be a bunch of bullet points. These are words I want to use to describe the city. This is how I want to just, you know, I want to, I want to compare it to, uh, you know, an ash can stuffed with too many cigarettes. That's how the buildings tilt. Oh, that was the first really great game description I ever gave in a game. Uh, we were talking, the, the players had come to a city and they were like, what does it look like? I'm like, well, it's, it's grown naturally from coral and the buildings kind of tilt and lean. It looks like a, uh, an, ash, an ashtray that's been stuffed with too many cigarettes. And I, I, I watched all my friends lean forward and go, oh, we're there now. Yeah. It doesn't have to be long and flowery. You don't have to be a voice actor. You just have to get them in that moment. So maybe write down some short descriptions of things that are going to be coming up. Right? Write down some notes about an NPC. Look up some things about the setting. Have some fun. Play a little bit. Just goof around. And, and don't, don't stress. Games get canceled. It's just what happens. If it's a repetitive thing and it seems to be happening a lot, I like to check in with people and just take, do what we call taking the pulse. Hey, everybody. Are we into this? Is it, is it just that we're not in our time right now and it's, it's bad timing? Or are we, do we want to really come back next month and do this? Check in and find out. Okay. This goes out to my friends and loved ones who can't game for a while. Maybe it's work. 
Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's recovering from an injury. Whatever it is, you can't game for a while. You are still a gamer. I'm going to say that again. You are still a gamer. Your point of view is valued in the community. We all still love you. You don't have to fade away. You don't have to run away. You don't have to be upset because you're not playing the latest powered by the apocalypse thing. Don't sweat that. Don't sweat it at all. Don't worry about the new hotness. I'm here to welcome you back because you were never gone. Your point of view is still valuable. So if you can't game for a while, that's cool. You're still a gamer. Take a deep breath. Games aren't going anywhere. You can come back whenever you're ready to come back. And take in games however you're ready to take in games. might not be your fault. It might be the game's fault. It might be that we don't have enough games that play in short spurts. It might be that we don't have a good role-playing game that plays over text messages and deals with asynchronous play well enough. Maybe you have to play some play-by-post for a while. Try it. I'll have a link to a play-by-post game I ran with, uh, with my buddy Daniel years ago. It was really good. And, and it was some of my favorite writing I've ever done. And Daniel's writing, it was just, we were just going nuts. It was a burning wheel game set in the Forgotten Realms. And it was so much fun. So I'll have a link to that. But what I really want to do is I, I, I feel a lot of, I see a lot of, and I read a lot of guilt and, and feelings of, of not belonging. And I want people to not feel that. If you can't game regularly, it could be because the games we have are set up in ways that don't make it easy for you to game. Maybe you should design that game as if you don't have enough to do because you're already not gaming. Someone should design that game. I call upon someone. Please, design that game. Design the game for new parents who are up at 2 in the morning with a cranky child. Someone who can get a turn in as the kid is getting fed for 10 seconds. How do you do that? That's a design parameter. Woof! Someone designed that sucker. And then just print the money. Print it. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I see a lot of stress about gaming, about games that, that don't happen. And I think it's all right. Summer, a lot of people go on vacation. Then we go into fall, which leads right into winter, which is a big holiday time. It can be very challenging. Can be very challenging. So don't don't fret and and don't feel like that you're not supposed to be here. All right? I hope your gaming is going well. I hope if it's not going well, you're finding little creative outlets to do. And uh let's see what the inspiration go brings us this week. I think it's I think it's an old familiar one. This week, I think we're we're revisiting an old one, and uh, I, I've seen the the inspiration go on my computer a lot, so I, I think I know what what they're up to. All right, inspiration go. What's up? Mwah. Mwah. 
Once again, the Inspiration Goat has brought me Caves of Kud, uh, a roguelike, very simple but beautiful, procedurally generated video game that I recommend you go out and play. And there's this cool thing that happens in Caves of Kud that I want to talk about, and I think it has specific links to gaming and how we could bring it into tabletop. So bear with me. All right. When you are looking at gear in Caves of Kud, sometimes it says engraved, so there'll be a sword, and it'll say, you know, a painted short sword or an engraved short sword, or you'll look at, a, you know, carbide plate armor, and it'll say engraved carbide plate armor, and, and you can look at it, and it will show you a piece of history from a, a sultan of the past. And it'll say, you know, you know Sultan Axiana, the Cerulean ghost, uh, rode her chariot off of a cliff because she was being chased by spiders, right? Literally, like that could be one of them. And they're clearly all procedurally generated, but they're beautiful and they make this ridiculous kind of poetic sense and I love them. So, okay, so what happens in the game? If you look at enough of this stuff and you learn, you can also look at statues that you see and you can learn other bits of the Sultan's history. And when you put enough of them together, the game says, hey, you've learned enough. You have found a historical uh, ruin that you can go look at. And historical ruins are a little bit tougher. Uh, they usually have a cult in them, and they have special treasure, like special, really, really top-notch treasure at the bottom of them. Cool. So what I like about this, how you could make this into gaming, is you could kind of use uh, the, uh, the, you know, apocalypse apocalypse engine idea of clocks and you could give each little bit of of uh history in your world a clock right and so you say hey you know you guys have you know run into lore about the iron lich and here's a clock so if you put together enough lore about the iron lich or you do research on it you get you can make a skill roll and you can put a little tick next to the clock Right? You, you, if you have a big success at the skill roll, you put two ticks. Cool. What ha when you fill up that clock, you have, fed, you have located through your research uh, a, a, a delve of some kind, a very special delve with really kick-ass treasure. You know? and, and so you can have different subjects. And maybe there's a clock within the clock where if you put together four ticks of the Iron Lich clock, not only do you find... You know, the steel vampire lords who served the Iron Lich, but you can actually find the tomb of eventually. If you fill up those, those uh, if you fill up five six count clocks of the Iron Lich and put together enough of this history, you will have figured out where the tomb of the Iron Lich is and you can go take it. Right? And so, what does that do? What effect does that have? Well, it would get players, like suddenly, uh, when, when they're by a well in a city, you have something, you'd be like, oh, you know what? This statue is actually uh, the, the, one of the paladins who died fighting the Iron Lich. Really? Well, I'm going to study it. You know, actually, this, this duke has a bunch of scrolls uh, about the Mage Wars. Really? I'm going to ask if I can read them while we stay. Or maybe even copy one and bring it with us. So it, it gives players the option, totally optional, of doing some research and looking around and poking. 
You know, you get to a city, you can be like, hey, are there any good statues here? Are there any good carvings? Is there anything we can do to do some research on, on this topic that we're looking after? Maybe yes, maybe no. It also gives you, the GM, a platform to bounce off of. So suddenly, the things that are in your world, these esoteric, strange, wonderful bits of lore, get linked to concrete places. Because you've said that this city was home of a paladin who martyred her, him or herself, fighting the Iron Lich. Boom. There we go. You've created a person. You've created a situation. You've linked this city to the Iron Lich's reign. And, and it becomes a way to uh, make all of this delving lore really socketed right to your, to your setting. And it gives you an easy way to make things up. You know, you make up four of them. There's the Iron Lich. There's the Mage Wars. There's the, the Primordial Lizard Kings. And uh, there's the, the elf diaspora where they left and went to the Twilight Realms. Those are four things you can, look, you can be looking after. And if you, if you find you know, a certain amount of ticks for each one, maybe four ticks, six ticks, however many ticks, you're going to find a really special dungeon. A really, really cool delve. Uh, and we'll put that on the map. You'll, think you'll have found enough information to figure it out. Uh, and it, it just is a cool way to make research a part of your game, which is, of course, the whole reason why I do any of this stuff, is to make librarians more relevant in your fantasy gaming. And I think it's interesting. I think it's a really interesting way to tie things to your game and to make research. And make also, it's player-driven. The players can, hey, I want to take a look at this. You know, maybe... One player who doesn't know what to do is like, you know what, I'm going to go look at all the statues in the, in the wells. You know, there's one statue of an elf lord who visited here on his way to the Twilight Realms. This statue was a gift they left. Cool. You know, allows you to tie your lore to the world in a concrete way. It allows you to make things up and, and makes it easier to make things up because you've got a couple of topics you got a couple of weird things, and you can make new ones. Maybe they uncover some weird new thing, you know? And, and, and they, they find that before the Iron Lich was the Iron Lich, uh, they were the, whatever, the, the, the Tin Wizard. And, and what, what's the Tin Wizard's deal? Well, let's uh, set up a clock. I mean, we do research on the Tin Wizard, and, you know, which is not to say that you can't just say, hey, here's the Tomb of the Iron Lich, go get it. You totally can. I'm saying if you want something in the realm of a greater game that's going on, it could be a fun way to do it. How do you disseminate lore in your games? I'd love to hear about it. How does research work? What have your players done to, to learn new things? I'd love to hear. Love to hear. And of course, this is all inspired by uh, Apocalypse World clocks, Dungeon World clocks, and, and Blades in the Dark clocks. Right, uh, you know, if you check off this many times, you you get a goodie. So those are my inspirations. Let me know how you do it in your games. I'd love to hear from you. Let's uh, get to it. More info will be in the outro. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you have any thoughts about uh, gaming absences and coming back from a game or, or keeping active while you're away from gaming or how you get lore out and get players interested in it and connected to it in your games, I'd love to hear about it. Drop me a line. Uh, you can do that in a number of ways. Uh, my email is judd.karlman at gmail.com. My Twitter is Judd of Cryos. You can uh, find that in the show notes. And you can just send me a, an MP3 over, over the Anchor app if that, that works for you. But whatever works for you, do that. Do that to continue the conversation. If you would like to support this show, there are a number of ways to do it. You can hit the Support This Show button. You can purchase a copy of the Dictionary of Moo. I've still got a few left. Uh, there is a link to that in the show notes. And, of course, you can re respond, reply, send me your thoughts on any of the topics covered here. Let me know what jars loose when I am talking and if anything uh, inspires you or makes you say, hey, I've got a thought on that, or hey, I've got something I did on that, or hey, that reminds me of something that happened in my game. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about your character, your game, whatever it is. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. I hope your autumn is filled with ciders and witches, and I will talk to you soon.